welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We have to start off by saying we'll see how this sounds because Jordan's microphone slash computer decided to have a little freak out and isn't trusting Jordan right now. So we'll see how this sounds. I had a total tantrum. Classic tween behavior. Yes. So, yeah, we'll see how this sounds. Hopefully (laughs) it is. um, Hopefully you can hear some words. (laughs) (laughs) And if it sounds bad, we're aware. Don't tell us. Please, no comments. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On this episode, we are going to be talking about two Dakota Johnson streaming movies uh our friends over at movie mavens they have a podcast where they do like a spicy feature and they take two movies that are like semi-related to each other and it kind of feels like we're doing a piggyback off of one of their episodes so if you're listening hi movie mavens all right i feel like there's actually kind of a lot of news this week mostly because the emmys the emmy nominations came out the day after we recorded our podcast. But if you listened to our podcast, we were pretty spot on. And almost everything we wanted to get nominated did. I was impressed with us. TV psychics. That could have been the alternate name of this podcast. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) What were the most shocking things that came out of it? In a bad way, I was very surprised that Inventing Anna got any nominations. I think that was like pretty universally... Uh, panned mm-hmm. by viewers and critics yeah. and us. <laughs> it was not even um, on my radar at all. No. Didn't even consider that. So that that was pretty shocking to me. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the big ones were that This Is Us didn't get like anything other than like music or something I feel like I remember seeing. And it's pretty sad for the final season. Yeah. It's kind of messed up. It is, especially when I think they've been, like, pretty not well-nominated for all the other seasons. Yeah, I was pretty surprised because I feel like the cast is always, like, they're always all on the red carpet because, like, Sterling K. Brown is always nominated. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Mandy Moore is often nominated, too. Mm -hmm. So that was was surprising. And I, I do feel like... There is something about the final season. It's like John Hamm finally won his Emmy. Yes. Stuff like that. And so it like to not even nominate is sad. Yeah. I agree. But I mean there was just so much good TV that it's really hard, you know. Mhm. And well, and I wonder, I mean, okay, Galaxy Brain, but it's like Abbott Elementary which crushed it, just like we predicted. It's almost like the the Emmy Academy. It is called, like, the Television Academy. I, yeah. I learned on Twitter this year. I didn't know that every they're all called Academies, basically. <laughs> but, like, now Abbott Elementary is, like, the beloved network show. And so yeah. they're like, oh, we don't need This Is Us anymore. Mm-hmm. Or something. Yeah. Hmm. Um, also... I did think it was interesting that Selena Gomez didn't get nominated for Murders in the Building and Martin Short did. I mean, 
I think and Steve Martin. I think I didn't oh, both of did them both get of nominated. Them? Okay, then I'm yeah. pretty sure it was both. It probably was. So it's like double whammy. Hmm, yeah, that is interesting. I was surprised about Sydney Sweeney's double nomination. Also, no surprise in a good way because, like, Zendaya carries Euphoria, but this year Sydney did carrying too. She did I a mean, lot of work. She literally did so much work for that, specifically that one scene, like. The bathroom? The bathroom scene of Euphoria is the, probably the most iconic scene of television for the entire year. So, like... Oh, yeah. It had to. But, yeah, I was surprised. I didn't even really consider the fact that she could be nominated for White Lotus, so... And her yeah. video was cute. I always love first-time nominee videos calling their mom or whatever. So freaking cute. Yeah, overall happy. Overall pretty happy. Me too. Still no search party, so that's sad, but. They got the Girl Meets Show Emmy. That's all that matters. People weren't ready. The people weren't. weren't ready. It'll be like, it'll be a Freaks and Geeks situation, maybe, you know? Oh, yeah, big time. And I mean, like, I can go back and rewatch it as often as I want. Yeah, we have it forever. Um,. I 100% forgot to tell you this. So I I went on those auctions search oh, party. T- oh yeah, yeah. And I won one of the auctions. What? What did you win? I won a pair of the sunglasses that the cult followers wear. Oh my gosh. I know. For what color and for how much? Well, I tried to win multiple. Because I went on the website a few days before they closed and it was said $1. And I was like, oh, well, I might as well try. But on the last day, suddenly all these randos that came out of nowhere trying to make win all these auctions. Mm-hmm. And so I, I only I won the red pair and I paid $31. <laughs> I'm so happy that you can like put it. Put them next to your Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly so much better than Funko Pops. It is. It came with a certificate of authenticity. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it came in the mail already. And I'll have to do a whole... I haven't opened it You need it to do yet. an unboxing. Like the... I know. I need to do an unboxing. I'll give you the Girl it... Meets Show login and you can do it on the Girl Meets Show Instagram account. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. That's intimidating. <laughs> Make a reels of it. Uh, yeah. Um, that's a brilliant idea. Okay, I'll do that. Um, I feel like you started this conversation with the anticipation of cutting it out, but I feel like you got to keep it. <laughs> I guess I have to. Um, but he, but the funny thing was I opened up the pouch. It came with like a matching pou- sunglasses pouch. Uh-huh. And they're like heavy. They're like probably they're nicer sunglasses than I- none of my sunglasses are heavy. But um, yeah, I just had to tell you that they may not have been nominated for any Emmys, but I have a piece of the show. <laughs> That's all that matters. Oh gosh, That's amazing. Oh, yeah, incredible. I- anyway, that's a ridiculous. That's the ridiculous story of the day. That's hilarious. But I won. <laughs> But it was it was actually stressful because 
It was like it could get down to t- close, like the auction closing in ten minutes, but if someone, oh, like outbid you, then it would reopen for five more minutes, so everyone oh, could just keep on bidding. Going. And I was like, I ha- I cannot, I can't justify this. Well, that's stressful. Reminds me of the times I used to love watching Storage Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like kind of a similar idea. Yeah. Um, I saw that they announced the cast for season six of Black Mirror. Um, which like, finally, I guess. I think season five was like pre-COVID. And they announced Aaron Paul, Josh Hartnett, Zossie Beats, Kate Mara, and Papa Asiadu. Wait, this is, is for from... Black Mirror? Yes. Okay, I was thinking White Lotus. What? I... I didn't hear about any of this. Isn't that Logan crazy? Paul? No. No, Aaron Paul. Oh. <laughs> okay, great. I'm happy. <laughs> I was thinking it might be like another Miley Cyrus thing. Oh my gosh. Miley Cyrus could be a pro wrestler, but Logan Paul could never do <laughs> Ashley O. That's exactly um, it. Wow, it's also very funny because, like, Black Mirror, White Lotus. Yeah. You know? Anyway, that's a great cast, and I'm very excited about that. I know. I feel like each individual in this, because I'm literally just reading, like, the names in one tweet. And usually there's, like, two I know and then some people I maybe don't know very well. They're usually, like, up-and-comers, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these I was all like, wow, 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 wow. Cool. So I'm excited. Cool. Heather Ray L. Musa and Tarek are pregnant. And by that I mean uh, Heather's pregnant and Tarek is holding her belly in this photo. <laughs> oh no. Tarek. I just had to share. A baby on Selling Sunset. I guess we did already have Christine's, but feels like that didn't count, you know? Hmm. Well, jury's still out if that was real. <laughs> True. I guess that's kind of, I guess she was really offended that people maybe thought that was fake, but. If they didn't have to talk about her body snapping back so much, I would have. Yeah. Not even blinked an eye. But it felt like they were like overcompensating. Exactly. Exactly. Netflix announced a movie um, based on a YA novel called You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. And it's starring Adam Sandler, um, Sarah Sherman, one of the new cast members on SNL, who's really funny, and Adina Menzel. What? So it's like an uncut gems reunion. And um, anyway, I'm I'm an Adam Sandler fan, so I was excited about that. Yeah, that's funny. I'm intrigued. Um, Speaking of Netflix, they announced... Um, that a second fan favorite character from Sex Education is not returning. And I feel like we personally jinxed it because it's, I, yeah. um, Lily, who's like the little, our favorite little space girl weirdo that is like the best. I love her. Like what's happening over there? They're, they're right about fan favorite. Like 
She's so cute. She's like the heart of the show, really. Yeah. Something She's kind of like seems to be happening and I want to know what. I yeah. It's that's weird. Um and it's also like I don't want any other people to leave because I really love like every single character on that show. Yeah, and I feel like they do a good job of balancing so many character line like storylines. Yes. And so I don't know, I'm kind of mm. surprised. I'm very sad. But I'm very happy that they announced that The Bear was renewed for season two. Yes, me too. That was great news. I'm very interested to see where they go. So excited and very intrigued. They released a trailer for the new HBO Max series that I know we've talked about on this hear news segment before um because it's uh like starring the weekend and the creator is sam levinson it also stars lily rose depp and troy savon (laughs) (laughs) oh i forgot about troy savon and the trailer does just look like adult euphoria so i guess i'm into it (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm very intrigued. Um, do we know yet? I haven't really researched this show at all, so I don't know. But is Sam Levinson gonna let other people to join, like, allow other people to join his writers' room, <laughs> or no? <laughs> Good question. No idea. Guess we'll find out. We shall see. We should now mention White Lotus today. They dropped. Um, just some photos, I believe. I don't think these are, like, there's not a trailer. It's just, like, um, photos, I think, from the mm-hmm. new season. And, um, I already forgot Theo James was gonna be in it, which is exciting, as, well, it's well documented that we like looking at Theo James. <laughs> um, and I, I kind of forgot that Aubrey Plaza was also in it. Like, that's very exciting. And maybe the most important character of all... Um, Uncle Rico <laughs> is coming back. Um, I feel like we're like Uncle Rico in White Lotus truthers because it seems like literally no one besides us ever mentioned that. It's true. And also it was kind of left off that, um, like he was sick at the end of season one. He tells Jennifer Coolidge that he's sick. And so it was like, oh, is he like, how much longer does he have? But oh, yeah. here he is riding on a Vespa with Jennifer Coolidge. So maybe they're doing like. All the things he's ever wanted to do before he dies, you know? Yeah, I would love that. Interesting. Yeah, the pictures looked really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, my last piece of news is that Succession Season 4 is going to be released by May 2023, so it'll be in time for the next year's Emmys. Yes. Great news. Also, there's lots of um, photos and TikTok videos and like footage of them filming the new season out and about in New York, and it's so fun. Oh. We should have been taking a work trip to New York to stock stock the (laughs) filming, really. We should. And by work, you Uh. mean Girl Meets Show? Yeah. (laughs) What job are you talking about? The one that pays us or the one that doesn't? I'm talking about our volunteer charity work job, (laughs) this podcast. (laughs) 
Um, my last piece of news is that Apple TV Plus renewed um, the Maya Rudolph show Loot. Oh, it did? So, yeah, it says another season. So Okay, I'm intrigued because... Gotta watch it. The ratings on IMDb are bad. Sad. Like, I mean, I don't have a lot invested in the show. I really only care about... I just love Maya Rudolph, but have I watched it yet? No. But that I'm surprised a little bit. Let's see. So, there are only seven episodes out out of ten. And the rating has gone up a little bit. But, like, here... Let me just read you a few of these. The first one says, lazy. And then it says, <laughs> I love, love Maya, but this was horrible. This one, modern comedy, so just not funny. Unrealistic. Can't buy it. What were they thinking? A poor person's <laughs> idea of what rich people are like. Blah. Apple Wait. going the <laughs> Netflix way. Not funny. Swing and a miss. Tone deaf. Oh my gosh, this is dreadful. Dreadful. I'm like literally reading these in order. Oh my gosh. But maybe. Yikes. But then there's a couple that are like, this show's crazy. Satire for 2022. This is fun. <laughs> what if Ted Lasso was a broken, divorced woman? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> so, well, it, the only thing I've seen is the clip that went around of her character going on Hot Ones. Oh, yeah. And it's actually funny because at first I didn't, I thought it was like, I actually doing hot ones. You you just broke that news to me. I saw that (laughs) clip and I don't know if I watched the full thing, but I definitely thought it was her. Well, because she keeps the, what tipped me off. It took me a really long time because it's like, it's the, the hot ones guy. It's exactly like any other hot ones thing. And, um, yeah, but there's this part where she's like, um. They're like, what about your ex-husband? And she's like, F that guy. <laughs> and so I was like... Paul Thomas Anderson? Is Maya... Did they get divorced? Or does she have, like, some dirtbag ex I didn't know about or something? So um, that was what tipped me off, but... That's funny. Yeah, but that's the only thing I've seen from that show. And clearly it's like, that was, like, satirical. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like famous people on, I don't know. So, IDK. That's funny. I was listening to um, Jenny Slate on Las Culturistas, which highly recommend. That was a great podcast episode. Ooh, that's and amazing. And they were, Jenny was complimenting Kate and John's um, comedy special on Peacock, which also amazing. Go watch it. And. She was just saying how much she loves when there's like real news people or like interview people in a show because um oh what's that woman's her Meredith Vieira Vieira she's like interviewing John and Kate in the in their comedy special and she does such a good job and it's true I love when it like gets meta when there's like someone doing their actual job inside yes. of a show so I love that the hot ones guy did that I yeah, it's amazing. Well, it, it felt very like because that always makes me think of like Thirty Rock because they always would use like NBC people like mm-hmm. and then and use that to like make fun of them so much. Yeah, like Brian Williams and Jimmy Fallon and stuff. And Conan is on Thirty Rock and they like tease him so much. It's just 
that's just the spice of life, you know? It, it really is. <sighs> okay. So, like mentioned earlier, we are talking about Cha-Cha Real Smooth, which is a movie streaming on Apple TV+, Plus, starring Dakota Johnson. And we are also going to be talking about Persuasion, which is streaming on Netflix, starring Dakota Johnson. <laughs> but first, for our top three, uh, we're going to take some inspiration from Cha-Cha Real Smooth, which is basically about a movie of a 22-year-old trying to figure out his life and happens upon, just falls into a job as being a bar mitzvah uh, party starter and it's amazing and hilarious and so for our top three we are ranking our top three tv characters that we wish would be party starters that's a hard phrase to say party starter <laughs> party starter yeah it really, it's a very tongue twister um i'll go first um, my first one, I said Kayla from Hacks. I just think she would be mm. hilarious and like so awkward that people would have to come start the party so that she would stop talking, you know? Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, when I was thinking about these, I was like, well, it has to be someone that's like not self-conscious. Mm hmm. And she's definitely not self-conscious. No, so it's she's not even barely conscious of herself at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's barely conscious. <laughs> That's such a good one. Um, I said Principal Ava. She'd be perfect. Abbott Elementary. I mean, she lives for like a viral moment. Mm -hmm. um, and she lives to party. And just like, she would just be like, play bangers. She would totally get down to the cha-cha slide. Um, she knows how to stomp. Exactly. She, there's, yeah, she's born for it. Agreed. Um, my second one, I said Ted Lasso. Oh, well, perfect. Perfect at being a silly little guy. Has no shame in making mm -hmm. people happy. Yes. Doing what needs to be done. Wow, he would be so good. My number two, um, I said Noho Hank from Barry. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Um, yeah, just again, like someone who's just like really he just loves having fun. And he also like he loves having fun with other people. Like he's I mean, party starter, you gotta be you gotta be really extroverted, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes you gotta start the party when literally no one else is on the dance floor, and I can 100% see him owning the dance floor, yes. whether it's al he's alone or, like, in the, you know, thousands of people. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he just, like, he, any role he needs to take on, he, like, fully invests and, like, turns himself into that role. Yes. Like, down to, like... Um, his outfits. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, my last one. Um, I said Milchick from Severance. 
I mean, <laughs> he already does that all the he time. He already does it. He already has it in his blood. He's made, he's, he knows all the good things that make up a good party, which is a good playlist and great lighting. Exactly. And he's a great dancer. And he's a great dancer. Yeah. And he like will pull people up out of their chairs and get them to dance. Mm -hmm. And he's so hot that people can't say no to him. Well, that's it's so true. Like he was dancing and I was like, whoa, like, is this even a cool dance? (laughs) He He looks looks so good doing it. Yeah. I love it. Um, my number one, um, cause I feel like this, it has to be someone who's like cool, but also willing to be, look pretty silly, but like, you're kind of pulling it off, you mm-hmm. know, that's like kind of the essence. And I said, Emily in Paris, <laughs> I was like, she's so outgoing. She can talk to anybody and, you know, maybe like not everyone appreciates her gift but in a party situation i feel like she would be great and she plans parties like all the time well and she's like a marketing genius where she can like take the audience and be like okay what do they need to buy this like Mm -hmm. for this for this situation and like yes that would be the main thing because like the vibes are going to be different at every single party and you have to kind of read the audience and see what do they need like do they need better music do they need some encouragement do they need like the better lighting Mm -hmm. like wow i like that answer i think it's great thank you all right cha-cha real smooth streaming on apple tv plus it was a sundance movie and so i watched it back in january like six months ago seven months ago oh my gosh and it was made by the main the guy the main guy that's acting in it his name's cooper mm-hmm. rafe and um when jordan was having her microphone issues it gave me a little bit more time so i was able to like quickly rewatch it i fast forwarded through some parts just to like get the full experience again as much as i could and I love the movie. I think it's fun. I think it's really lighthearted, but also touches a lot of like different subjects that are like relatable and still like deeply like deep and like personal in like a fun and lighthearted way. And I don't know that there's been a movie out like that in a really long time. How do you feel about it? I did. I did also like it. I feel like I almost liked it. I mean, I enjoyed it while I was watching it, but I feel like I almost liked it more the more I thought about certain moments in it. Mm -hmm. I think when you were talking about how the lead actor is the one who, like, wrote and directed it, I think sometimes I go in almost with, like, a block up that it's, like, (laughs) I don't know. It's just, like, that's, like, so, like, um, narcissistic in a way. Yes. But, But I think, too, though, he didn't... Um, I think sometimes it's hard, like, sometimes if someone's, like, they're the star of this movie they wrote and directed, sometimes it's, like, and I'm perfect. Like, their character's a little too perfect. And that's not really how his character is in this. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he is wrong about a lot of stuff, and he fails plenty of times, you know? And so I think that, like, it's, 
you like you're still able to be like oh this is like a charming relatable movie it's not just this guy who's like making this movie about how great he is you know what i mean yes our one of our favorite uh critics richard lawson his letterbox review talked a lot about that like how it was very like self-obsessive and like look how i'm a great guy look how great of a guy i am kind of thing and i was like he's not wrong and so this is cooper's second movie that he's made the first movie was called shithouse and after i watched cha-cha real smooth i kind of got a little obsessed with cooper because i think he's really like in real life cute and i was just like intrigued by him so then i watched shithouse shortly thereafter and I also really liked it but it had the same exact kind of vibes and I was like okay this guy cannot make any more movies where he like does this because it is a little much yeah okay that's funny but I also think that like in cha-cha real smooth he's like a very like sincere and like feeling person And Mm -hmm. I think I just, like, really liked showing that on TV. Like, I like it when they show, like, this, like, man that has, like, emotions and is, like, really sincere and, like, really cute with, like, his brother and, like, passing Mm -hmm. those traits on to his brother. I think that that is still, like, an important thing to showcase. Whether or not it's a little bit self-obsessive, yeah. But I still liked it. I think that's a good point. And part of why I when I think when I look back on the movie of the parts that I really liked it's it's so much of it is him with his brother. Mhm. And not all of those scenes are flattering to that lead character either cuz like, you know, he loses his temper like anybody does and stuff like Yeah. And so I think the fact that like, the, and those moments felt genuine. Um, and you know what? I didn't even know Leslie Mann was in it. And I loved her in this. She She's was so really good. sweet and really, really good. And um, so I felt like the relationships rang true. And so I think almost, like, maybe my hesitation um, with, like, watching a movie about, like, a young guy that he made about himself that's probably pulls a lot from his own life you know like it's pretty autobiographical in some ways I bet um I feel like a lot of times it's like oh and all these beautiful women are obsessed with me like all this (laughs) stuff like by the end I just really I really like where it ended up and I and I think a lot I like that he like a lot of his assumptions throughout the movie actually do end up being wrong like it's not just like and me I'm I'm so sensitive that I'm right about everything. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. like that at all. And so I did appreciate that. But I do think that's really funny that his his other movie is also, like, my story as, like, a sensitive guy. Like, it's just funny. Well, and I'll also say that the other movie also kind of has to deal with, like, some mommy issues as well. Which really? oh, is also really left? interesting. Yeah. But wow. I had fun watching it too. So if you if you did like Cha Cha Real Smooth, I recommend watching Shit House. Um also did you see how old Cooper is? No, that was my next question. Because in this movie he's twenty two, right? Uh-huh. The character is, yeah. I don't know how yeah, old. Yeah, the char- yeah, 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 yeah. The character. 
Um, he was born in ninety seven. Okay, so, so he's, he's twenty five. I knew I knew going in that he was like young. I didn't know if he was as young as in the movie. Yeah. It's just he does interest- kind of look a little older, though. He does. He looks more at least 30 to me. And I don't know if I'm I saying think- that because I have a crush on him. But like, <laughs> Yeah, you're trying to justify it. It is interesting that he doesn't have like any IMDb credits other than these two movies for the most part. So it's like, wow, it really worked out for him. Yeah, no kidding. Um, there were some times when I was like, wow, he's so cute. And other, I mean, it was just like any guy. It depends on what he's wearing in any scene, I feel like. Because other times I would be like, hmm, he's not that cute. You didn't like him in his meat sticks outfit? Well, I, I that wasn't even the, the times I thought he was the least cute somehow. I don't know what that says about me, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Yeah, very interesting. But I do, I think, I, um, by the end, I was like, I was enjoying it. I thought it was good. But those, those were just my, those were just my little hesitations. But it might say more about me than about the movie, you know? Yeah. I was just happy. My sister watched it last night and... I was happy because earlier in the day she told me that Nathan Fielder was the man of her dreams and I was really concerned about that and so she texted me and told me that she does think she liked um she's more attracted to Cooper now than she was of Nathan Fielder and I was like okay that makes me feel a little better. <laughs> that is so funny. You know a lot of people feel that way about Nathan Fielder. Can you Im- imagine like being married well, to him? Well, here's my thing. Like, he's living this act. Like, what is he actually like? Exactly. Know? Behind closed doors. Exactly. Um, I feel like the people that are like, I'm, no, like, I'm attracted to Nathan Fielder. I, I'm like, he's a celebrity crush of mine. They're like, they're like attracted to the, I think, like, some of the, the darkness and like, <laughs> the sadness that surrounds this. Cause some of the episodes of Nathan for you, you're just like, what? Like about him, I don't know. It's interesting. Is what documentary about Nathan Fielder one? You know. Yeah, seriously, and preferably not made by him. <sighs> no, I would like to see it as uh, somebody else. Yeah, because like his act is always playing himself, so it's like he's never really he's never doing a different character. It's very mm-hmm. whereas it's like the Prestige. That's what I always think of. You have to live your trick. You gotta live your trick. This is derailed. Um, <laughs> this is actually a podcast about search party um, and Nathan for you with a little and bit hot of ones. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Dakota Johnson. We didn't even mention anything about Dakota Johnson in our talk. Okay. Well, we, okay. Okay. Well, we can't move on yet. We, we actually legally have to mention Dakota Johnson. I thought she was good in this. I um, I feel like I, I don't necessarily have a strong opinion about Dakota Johnson in general. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last like few years, everything she's been in, I'm like, oh yeah, Dakota Johnson, she did a good job. I think I'm biased, and I bet a lot of people are, because of the Fifty Shades movies. Did you ever see them? I watched the first one once on TV. And it's not her fault that it's not good. It's a, just, just like, so 
cheesy and soap opera-y and, like, the worst, like, music. The soundtracks are good. We all know the soundtracks <laughs> of those movies are good. But, like, I feel like I just remember, like, really, like, dramatic music playing. Like, it's just, like, it's not good. And it's kind of, like, the first time any of us saw her. Yeah. You know? And they got horrible reviews, even if you didn't see it. Like, everyone knows those movies are not, like, um critically acclaimed you know yeah and so i think i have almost in my head that bias and it's not even her fault because it's like it's like kristen stewart and robert pattinson like they're not doing they just barely broke out of their twilight yeah phase yeah yeah exactly so i feel like i i have like a chip on my shoulder and it's not her fault but um I don't know. I thought she was good. I thought she was convincing as, like, a young mom. Yeah, I actually, I liked her better in this than I did in Persuasion. Um, I think I just, she plays these kinds of characters a lot that are kind of, like, they all kind of have a similar, like, vibe. And, like, the way she Mm -hmm. talks is just, like, really relaxing to me and, like, kind of, like, warm. And I really Mm -hmm. like it. And I feel like that is, like, a really good spot for her. She should do call map stories. Yeah, she should. But I feel like, especially when you first meet her character in this, um, it's like somehow she's warm, but like you can tell that like she's been through pain. Like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. she kind of comes off as complex. Something I wondered while watching this, and I was like, what if she had been in Big Little Lies instead of Shailene Woodley? Mm, that's a good, good question. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Very interesting. All right. Well, Persuasion, do you want to give the spiel on Persuasion? You're more well-versed in the Jane Austen universe than I. Not with this one as much, but sure. Persuasion, it's a Jane Austen adaptation and basically, um, the lead character, Anne Elliot, played by Dakota Johnson, um, her family is really wealthy. And when she's young, she falls in love with a guy named Frederick Wentworth, who is, like, penniless. He, like, doesn't have a well-known name. He doesn't have anything. So her family, like, persuades her not to marry him because he won't be good for her status. But then eight years go by and she's still single because she hasn't fallen in love with anyone since. And he is like this big famous captain. He's super wealthy now. And basically their paths cross. But will they rekindle their love? (laughs) Who knows? It's a Jane Austen (laughs) movie. So I'm going to go with yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have seen... Probably some of the harshest critiques I've seen in a really long time for this movie online before mm-hmm. watching it. Um, so I was kind of anticipating that I would have really, really low expectations and then have a good time watching it. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. I went in watching it and I was actually just so bored. I honestly didn't pay attention that much to it and had a really hard time understanding like 
details at all. Like I understand the general gist of what happened. Like everything you just said, I was like, yeah, I understood that. But yeah, who the who's who of it all was really confusing for me. Mm-hmm. And could have been my bad for not paying attention, but I do also blame the writing. Yeah, I I felt the same way because I I've seen scathing reviews calling this movie a disaster, and I definitely don't fully agree with that. Yeah. Um, I don't think the movie itself is like bad. I think that like the acting was all good, and it. I mean. Never seen a Jane Austen movie that didn't look beautiful. You know? It did look really beautiful. Like, it was shot really beautifully, and there were a lot of, like, stunning shots that oh, I was like, yeah. oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And I what, I, what I had heard of that people were, like, really mad about was that it wasn't, it was, like, too modern to be, like, for Jane Austen, which is just ridiculous because we all just watched Fire Island, which is Pride and Prejudice, and it's so good. Um, like, and that's just one of, of a modern version of a Jane Austen movie. Maybe they didn't like that there's, like, modern quirks, but it's set back in actual Jane Austen time, but I think that's dumb. I started out enjoying it. I was liking her breaking the fourth wall and talking to the camera, um, very fleabag, which I think, personally, that, um, a lot of the protagonists in Jane Austen novels are kind of fleabag adjacent and they're always kind of like the narrators and the observers kind of of their like wacky families and of society and so like that was that all rang true to me I was enjoying it unfortunately I did also get so bored and I couldn't it couldn't hold my attention like Barely at all. Like, if people were kissing, I've tuned in. <laughs> I would be like, oh, yay, something great's happening. But, like, it was almost like um, some of the shots were so beautiful and peaceful that it was almost like I was just, like, like napping while I was awake or something. Like, I I don't know. I, I Maybe I just can't. It's hard for me to get into the story persuasion. I feel like I've watched other um, older adaptations and kind of, like, couldn't connect with the characters as well as I can as with like Pride and Prejudice or Emma or something, you know, but mm-hmm. I really, I also was bored and I was really bummed because I really did kind of want to enjoy this. I like, I'm, I'm always in the mood to watch like a Jane Austen movie, you know, but I really was like pretty bored too. Yeah. Like I just, her character wasn't like quippy or sarcastic or funny enough to fulfill that flea bag role to me and like mm-hmm. breaking the fourth wall because like anything she said wasn't interesting enough to be doing that. Yeah. And yeah. I just kept wishing I was watching Emma while I was watching uh-huh. it. Yeah. Or watching Tom Wamsgans. As Mr. Darcy. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. I also had a really hard time believing that Henry Golding was the bad guy. Like, he's too fresh in our eyes as, like, a really nice cutie that it was too hard for me to believe. Well, and, like, 
was he how bad was he yeah like he was just kind of like a your average like wealthy kind of like yeah, spoiled brat kind of guy but it wasn't yeah, like exactly he was, like, he was like rude yeah 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 that's that's so true he was pretty he was like really rude to what's his name wentworth you know mm-hmm. i guess a couple times i wonder almost if like if i were to read the book maybe i would kind of get the differences between each character more but i felt like the only characters that really had distinct personalities were like her super annoying sister um and everyone else it was almost like everyone's personality traits were like too subtle they were like too normal or something like the other jane austen movies that i know well are more like kind of archetypal like it's easy like when you watch like fire island you can tell which of the friends is supposed to be which sister from pride and prejudice and stuff like that and like elizabeth and jane are really distinct from each other and even like um the main two i was like what's so great about you two yeah <laughs> like they're you're both beautiful i mean henry golding and um the guy who played Wentworth, whose name is Cosmo Jarvis, which is a very fun name. Um, both, they were so hot. Like, they were, like, really, really, like, beautiful men. But I was, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I didn't feel, like, a spiciness to this. Yeah. Same. That's the end of my comments. Me too. And yeah, I probably will watch Pride and Prejudice featuring Tom Ga- Wamsgans just to fulfill my dry palate now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, crush of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with Cooper Rafe. I'll stick with him. I'm interested to see what he does moving forward. Because, like I said, I just mm-hmm. don't think he can get away with making another movie like that. Um, mm-hmm. So. Even I, if you do it really well, you can't just do that over and over. No, no, no. And it's also hard to tell how good of an actor you are if you're literally playing yourself. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep an eye out for him because I enjoyed it. But yeah, I want to see what else he can do. Yeah. My crush is actually a spoiler. It's an F-Boy Island spoiler, so... You care all about the show. You should end the podcast. End the podcast here and now. And thanks for listening. Um, okay, for the rest of you. um, I would never have guessed this that I would ever say this, but my crush this week is Casey from F-Boy Island. Who has returned for season two. It's just like the funniest surprise ever. Already this season is off to an amazing start. It's an amazing show. And um, I was not rooting for Casey season one. But he really was like a breath of fresh air already this season. Because some of these guys this season are weird. And Mm -hmm. he was so cute. And I feel like he actually looks older too. He's not like... He's, like, not so skinny, and he was, like, just, he seems a little, 
like chilled out. I I don't know if we can trust that he is for sure going to be a nice guy. Well, I'm um, intrigued to even see if a reformed F boy, does that mean they're actually in the nice guy category? I'm unsure. I am a little bit on the edge of my seat there because I think they might have some twists coming. I agree. And like in the very first episode, they bring back, what's his name? Peter from season one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, but I feel like I don't trust that he's. I feel like he might be a decoy and he the way actually that, is F-boy. The way that he communicates is not my style. Like he's just like, Mm-mm. is like deadpan and just like not showing any emotion. And I just like, I can't, I can't get into it. I don't trust him. No, we like, we like expressive boys. Yeah. Um. Here at Girl Meets Show. And... Even like like Peter is like cute, but yeah, he's very like monotone, and I think I think he's there for the money, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, he's my TV crush this week. I like it. I agree. He's a cutie. I screamed when he came on. I was so excited. I love it. So happy it's back. All right, there you go, Dakota Johnson. <laughs> double take, double feature. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening again. Bye. Bye. <laughs>